Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. Comics and culture. I am Matt. I'm Will. And welcome back, everybody. We have got um, a fun episode today. Uh, Will very and I, fun. yeah. Will and I have seen uh, two movies recently. Uh, two very different movies. Yeah, but like it's it's they're very different, but have like very similar like themes. Like, yeah. Like, both very, I would say, campy. Yeah, yeah, you know what's funny too because you know, so the movies we're talking about are uh, uh, Megan and the Menu or, or M3 Gan Mag- yes. yeah, right Mathragan Mathragan um, and yeah you know it's like which one do you want to start with because like it's funny because the trailers for Megan I was like this oh, is it not going to look be... like a garbage I got fuck it let's start yeah. with Megan I was like this we're is not going to be a horror movie it's going to be a campy movie right, right. yeah and I, I would say though the marketing whoever marketed that definitely get deserves something because they basically was like like it, it honestly looked kind of bland it's like oh okay like we've seen robot ai go rogue but they're right. like but we're gonna include weird dancing so now everyone's like what the fuck like where's that how does that where how does that connect and you know what it got asses into the seats and i just i because i had my note i was just looking up third highest grossing movie of 2022 Really? Yes. I was like, excuse me? Yeah, third highest grossing film. Yeah, it's well, currently, because it's still kind of in theaters. Right. But that's what I'm saying, like, third highest grossing movie of the year. I'm like, huh? It's exciting. I mean, I know 2020, like, the the highest grossing films were, oh, that's uh, right here. Fucking Avatar. Yeah. Actually, a lot of them were uh, Bollywood movies. Really? (laughs) Yeah, Bollywood like... Bollywood movies make that much money? Yeah, uh, apparently they're, like, the top ten. That's fascinating. Yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, I, I was very shocked. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I went into this movie... I mean, the first thing I thought, you know, when watching the trailers, I was like, this is, you know, it's... Um, they were... It seemed like it was being billed more or less as a horror movie. Or right. the very least thriller type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm very like... Very almost like kids-ish. Yeah, and know? I'm like... You know, because first of all, like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Kids are creepy, right? Yeah. So, especially when you do AI robot kids, like, it's a recipe for creep, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, like... <laughs> Yeah, the, the dancing yes. bit, I was By like, the way, correction, it was 2023, not 22. Uh, and I just looked, and now it's the highest grossing movie of 2023 so far. Oh, because it did technically get released in 2023, right? Yeah, the years are blending together Yes, because right? <laughs> it, it literally was January 6th, I That's think, right. it came out. That's right. But like right now, it's like Megan, Plane, Missing, House Party, and When You Finish Saving the World. House Party, ugh. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I refuse to even go see that. It's like, I, it's not a remake. It's, yeah, it's a remake. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah the, but I still have no yeah. desire. I mean, I mean the, the original House Party was stupid, but, like, it was 90s stupid, so it was, like, right, fun, this one, right? Yeah. This one is just, it's 2020, whatever, it, 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 I have no yeah. desire. But, um, but yeah, like, so it's, 
Children are creepy to begin with. Yes. So you got that going for it already. And then there was this weird, like, sort of, like, they. it felt like they were sexualizing her a little bit, which was also really weird. And what, what do you mean? Like, where did you, like... Like, just the way that she looked. Like, her voice was, like, she's always, like, very, like, the, the doll was always very, like, no, soft, like, almost sultry spoken, right? She was yeah. always wearing this dress, like, always, like... Full face of makeup for a doll that's supposed to be oh, like right, ten right. years old, I see you know, what you mean. like yeah, just yeah. this weird, like they, they, they it, it didn't come through in the movie very much, but in the trailers, you're kind of like, eh, it's a little uncomfortable watching this doll. I think like, also <laughs> it's um they call it in special effects, it's called the Uncanny Valley. Okay, and what it is, and what I mean in special effects is like it's something that happens in your brain is when you watch something, and it's like it's like when they try to make like a realistic CGI human. And your brain detects that it's there's something off about it, but you can't like put it. It's, it's they, they call that the uncanny valley, that where you know it's something's off, but you can't name it. And it, they did a really good job with Megan because it was she was she was played by like a regular girl, yeah. but they made the head like fifteen percent bigger than it should be, and it just it took it off kilter just that bit where like every time you looked at her, you're like something's off about this girl and I can't do it. But I think it's because her head was like, literally, if it wasn't like a big ass yeah. head, but you could tell something wasn't there. And I think it was also like, they had like the dead face, you know, right. she really didn't emote too much. Yeah. That's your, your, I, I never knew that was a thing, but now I'm going to, I'm going to use that from now on uncanny Valley, because that's, that's exactly how I felt. I'm like watching her. There's just something like, but, I know she's supposed to be a robot, but even the way that they proceed or, or they portrayed her as a robot is somehow more unsettling. And I think like also what they dressed her in, it's like, I've never seen a child wear that, right. but not since it, like 1975. Right. It right? Was, like, and it was already like, Oh, it's a robot. It's already now. But I feel like what she's wearing was, it's like, it's like what you would wear when your parents forced you to go to church, like when you were a kid. Like, that's what that, that outfit looked like. It was like I mean, so... Oh, even, so you, oh, you're telling me that's what you wore when you went to church? <laughs> Whoa, all right. I wasn't. I didn't have to wear the stockings, yeah. but everything else was pretty accurate. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like... So So going into it, you know, I, I had my preconceived notions. Yes. Um, and, but I got to say, I was very happy, ple- pleasantly surprised with this movie. Oh, I absolutely, absolutely. love this movie. I, I, it was interesting. I le- I loved how they opened it up. I, I also, as kooky as it was, I also liked how realistic it was. In, um, I of course her name is Allison Williams, the uh, the aunt. Yes. How like her responsibility for the kid would go? It felt very like natural because like her parents died horribly, and then it was like, well, like, I guess she would come live with me. I'm her aunt. Like I don't really know the kid. I don't really want kids i didn't have kids in my career but like that like where she had that line of she's like i, I mean i feel like i kind of had to take her but like yeah. she didn't like come to oh come to me my open arms and hug me and like your new mommy's here she was like i, I kind of did it because i was what it was expected of me but it wouldn't have been my first choice and i was like oh i, I just like loved how like it was real you know what i mean i was gonna say I, I think that's one of the things that made the movie better because in in other her name is Gemma that's right yeah in, in in other horror movies right where they have something that seems realistic to be or in any movie in general right that seems to be a backdrop like the plot point right so like, right. like why is you know how do we get why why are we even in this situation why mm. are we in a situation where this woman wants to build a doll for her um her niece to give her companionship because she's going through this emotional yeah. trauma because her parents have just but died. But the thing is, the, what was also cool about that, she wasn't making them just for right. her 
niece. It was like I was already making it like on the side. Exactly. But know? like all of the constant back and forth about her trying to be a parent to her, they actually spent like the writers and the director spent a good amount of time like really focusing on that. Because like, the first half of the movie is all exposition. Yeah. Like Megan really is there, but not as Megan. And then you realize like, oh wow, we're like. 45 minutes into this movie and Megan is just showing up. Right, and that's one of the things that makes the movie good because like, I was expecting that whole thing to just be like a set piece and mm. Megan was just going to immediately start murdering people. And like, But they really took the time to, to develop that relationship and it made the movie better because normally you don't see that in movies like right. this. And then also build the relationship between Megan and Katie because yeah. the first time Katie sees her, she's like, mm, I'm like ah, who is this girl? Yeah. Like, It wasn't like, oh my God, best of friends. And then like, Megan had to, again, it showed like Megan building trust and also gets into themes of like, I almost felt like grooming in a way. Like, I think oh, that totally, was the uncomfortable yeah. part of it, but like grooming, but like in a way of like, oh, they're just friends. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? At one point, I feel like Megan could have turned to her and be like, kill her. And Katie would be like, I mean, all right, you yeah. know, I'll think about it. Because it's like, it, it really opens up some weird themes to think about because it's like, you know, it is this AI doll, right? Who's designed to be a child. But, like, how do you design an AI consciousness to only live within the scope of being a 10-year-old girl, right? Exactly. Like, that's, like, to your point about the grooming thing, it's like, it, she, Megan always felt more adult and more mature, right. even though she's in this 10-year-old's fucking plastic right. body. Well, because, you know, that's meant to be a companion and give Katie everything she wanted. So, like, you know, she was sad. Megan's like, I'm there for you. But, like, a real 10-year-old girl doesn't have that. I yeah. mean, I'm generalizing. But doesn't have, right. like, those higher-level thinking of, like, let me, like, play therapist to you. Right. Or, or sing, you know, Titanium by Sia to yeah. calm you down. Exactly, you know right? I mean? It's like, let's go play let's go play dodgeball outside or fucking play with our dolls and everything is all better. But they got into, like, some real deep shit. Right, and when she was like, I'm here for you. Like, right? you know what I mean? And I'm not sleeping, so, like, you can go to bed, and I'm going I'm to sit here next to the window and make sure nothing happens to you. Like, like this, like, security blanket, and also then that plays on the theme of what I, I don't, uh, like, I'm liking how people raise kids now is you go to a restaurant, right, and look at every table that has a kid on it. All have a freaking iPad. All have a tablet in front of them because the tablets raising the kids. Because on the tablet, like not all tablets are bad, but every tablet. Oh, what are you playing? Oh, they're playing educational games. Yep. Oh, are they watching YouTube? They're watching Ryan's Toys and Blippy or whoever the fuck that guy is. You know what I mean? It's like and like oh, so now the technology is raising the kids, not the parents. And I was like, I got that theme like immediately because oh, yeah. then guess what? Then it's like, oh my god, Megan's too far. I was like. You gave her the, the technology, and now you're mad at it. Yeah, right? no, it's a, it's some real interesting social commentary on that because yeah, you see kids nowadays. Anytime, like you said, any, anytime I go to a restaurant where there are kids are, which I try to avoid. Yes. Um, but in the, avoid in the, children. Yeah. At all costs. In the event there are little fucking crotch demons running around the restaurant that I'm at, they're never running around. They're sitting there on their iPads or on their phones. Right. You know, and it's like the yeah, the technology. Or is like, oh, we're the kids. going on a car ride that's gonna last more than an hour. Whoop, iPads out. You Dude, know, every time. Yes. Yeah, so like growing one, up, like we. We didn't have that. It was like no. whatever radio station mom wanted to put on. And if it wasn't one you liked, it was, yeah. well, I guess I'm going to stare out the window and count trees. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, know how much, you know how much fucking Shell Crow I had to listen to when I was a kid in the car with my mom? Like, my God. It was that and it was uh, – um, who was the woman? Uh, Tracy Chapman. My mom was like obsessed <laughs> with Tracy Chapman. Like that song, Give Me One Reason – Give Me One Thing, whatever the song was called. I heard that song like – Dozen upon dozens of times as a child in the car. See, I got very lucky with my mom because she shout out Kelly. Um, <laughs> '90s dance music, which is still and 
and metal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but here's the thing. Me and my mom are very similar in that we have very eclectic music taste and that my mom was the one that introduced me to Static X and Linkin Park. Yes. But my mom, but my mom has also seen Backstreet Boys like six or seven times. Right. So, but like, you know what I mean? So I was already happy. But <laughs> depending on the mood, I was like, mom, can we listen to Linkin Park? No, Backstreet Boys. Like, fuck, I don't want to listen to that away again, but whatever it is. But she's like, yeah, Linkin Park. And I was like, Meteora, yes, the whole yeah. album. We you know, know, it's funny. That's, that's how I actually got into music, too, because, you know, I as a, I was into comic books and stuff, obviously, right. before I was into music. And I was like 10 or 11 years old, and um, my buddy Ben and I were playing with our fucking action figures like mm-hmm. we normally did. We were over at his house, and his dad took us to the comic shop like he always did. We'd buy some toys or whatever. And they had just released the new Kiss toys, and they were like, oh, like nice. action figures, right? right? And we didn't know who they were, and we were like, me and my buddy Ben were like, they looked cool. We were like, yo, let's buy these toys. They're like fucking awesome. And his dad was the one that told us. He was like, dude, you know those guys like are musicians, right? We're like, what are you talking about? They're they're like they're dressed like idiots. They're comic book characters. You know they're musicians. Let me introduce you to glam rock. Right. So he bought he he my mom. I I was like I was like mom. I like I want to listen to these guys. I went out. She bought me a Kiss cassette. It's actually that cassette that's sitting right there on my mantle. That Kiss cassette. We love a nostalgia. And like and then you know within within one year I was at my first concert. It was a Kiss concert at Madison Square Garden. And, oh, you know, wow. That Ted Nugent be... opened for him. I watched him shoot his fucking flaming arrow into the <laughs> guitar, right? And then, like, the rest is history. But, yeah, that's how I got into music. It was, it was Kiss. Nice. Um, but so back on Megan, right, the it the movie has, like, for me, like, three kind of distinct different phases, right? Like, yes. act one is, like, we were talking about the exposition. It's, like, the, the best part of the movie, right? Where right. Take it makes the, you think. Take the time to introduce your characters, yeah. why they're doing it. Like, yeah, they work at this tech company making these shit-ass toys, but, like, like on the slide making their own thing right. and then, and it makes yeah. you think about the you know the social implications like we like we talked about right and then act 2 is when you get into what what little bit of gore and horror there actually is it's where that fucking neighbor dies oh i couldn't i love the, the neighbor and let me tell you megan knows shit she's like who the fuck are you and she like sprayed her with the chemicals she's like See that? See that was one of my. Fi- this is what I wanted more of in this movie, and they already announced the sequel, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I want it to be even more, more ridiculous. Kills. Because, yeah, not even more kills, but more creative kills, right? Because they, oh, right. you know, they implied that Megan obviously had enhanced strength as like this, you know, oh, robot. Absolutely, yeah. But she wasn't like super strong, right? Because she's still, you know, this right. She's big. still four. So the way yeah. she had some creative kills, right, where she had like the power washer that she hit the woman with, and then like melted the at like the, with her face off, you know, or whatever. Yes. Like there were some good creative kills. I want to see more of that. The one kill I I wanted that that social worker bitch like I wanted her to die so bad. I wanted her to die so bad because she just like represented everything that I fucking hate about like the government system of like child you know like oh, where, they, where they're like we need to watch her play with oh, you and she's God. like I don't want she's like do you have toys here and I was like and I was like. I mean, I get the movie was camp, but I was like, you know, just because you don't have a toy doesn't mean that this woman is like a piece of shit. Exactly. And then she, and like, especially for me and you who were like collect things, but like Alice Williams played it so good where she's like, do you have a toy? And she's like, and she's like trying, like wants to reach. And she's like, yeah, here. And you open the box and I, I, I'm, we didn't see the movie together. We saw it separate times, but I was just like, Oh God! I know that fe- I could feel her. Dude, the cringe that she felt when she was opening, like she's like, "That's not a toy." Like, because early in the movie, she's like, "That's not a toy," right? right. And she's opening the box, and it's, and it's like oh. you know that was like first edition from the seventies, 
like she would that was her retirement in a box. <laughs> Dude, even 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 just like even just today, right? Like my, my friend Ben, who I was just talking about before, he was over here with his kid. We were hanging out and his and his kid is so, so well behaved, like a little angel, but she's two, so she like touches things, right? She's on this wall back here, right? Yeah, she's with, taking with all the my, signs, pops. Right. You know? She's taking all the toys, all that and she honestly didn't even touch the pops. She went right she went right for the model kits, right? Uh, and like which, which the, is now that now you've invested time in that. Right. Like the pop, yeah, you bought it, you put it in the but like she's taking the model the kits like, <laughs> she's taking the heads off the right. model kit. Right, the model like, kit that that had thirty five pieces on that head alone that took you an hour yeah. with the tiny <laughs> sticker that required water to put on. I'm like sitting here watching. Like I know she's so well behaved, so nothing bad happened. I'm like I'm sitting here watching like white knuckled like. Care like don't, don't, don't no no put that back you know like, just that was like, limited edition they don't make it anymore I took can't me four get hours to build that yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> but like that was one of my favorite parts like the, like the just the it was so relatable in so many I, I think ways. That, I, that's I, that's the word I haven't I was trying to find and I was like because like after we left I was like oh like she didn't kill as many people as I as I would have wanted but I'm not like right. a horror fanatic but I was like but I still liked it I was like I think like yeah it was relatable like the characters like. Were believable. And like I said, I usually don't like kid actors, but who the girl who played Katie, I thought she did really job, well of like yeah. that kid like who like don't talk to me. I'm still trying to figure it out. And like also again those themes of like when you're kind of in that like she I guess you could call her a preteen, like once you hit preteen up until pretty much you graduate high school, your friends mean more to you than anything. Your friends go, Hey, listen, yep. we're all gonna like jump off the Brooklyn bridge. You're like you know, I could, all right, like, let's try it. And then it's like, because like, and then your mom could say something and you're like, I hate you. Don't talk to me. But you know, and that was one of the things I really liked about um, all of the kills is that all of the kills were people that like, with the exception of, again, the, the uh, social worker woman, everybody that died, I wanted to die. Like the bitch oh, right. neighbor, right? The stupid boss, that shithead kid. Like I yeah. was glad that they all killed. Now the one thing I got to say, mm. and the people that are making Megan too, when you listen to this podcast, because I know you will. If we'll you, send it to them. If you kill another fucking dog in oh, your I sequel, know. like I'm glad they didn't show it, but right. the fact that it was implied, I was like, that's like the one thing that will make me turn on any movie. But they didn't show it, so like I, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, it made me and like. It, it's, and unfortunately, <sighs> it makes sense for the right. character because again like i mean before megan really turned on Gemma, she did kind of care about both of them right. and then seeing like wow the dog doesn't shut up and now katie has like a trouble problem sleeping and it's causing Gemma. like it makes sense for again before she kind of became more sentient megan's programming is like oh that's a problem that's affecting exactly. so now they gotta go again no emotion purely business and i was like but listen it's not the dog's fault that the dog had or training. I, how about we take the dog and drop it on the doorstep of ASPCA and have <laughs> cute little grandma bring it to a farm and it's a lovely farm dog. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, you're like that. That was the one thing that like made me uncomfortable in my seat. Yeah, because I, it, I, it just always does. Like even like when a. Uh, uh, I am Legend, right? I mean, that movie was terrible, but like, it just that made... CG was revolutionary. Oh, God, <laughs> that movie was made even worse when he had to kill his own fucking dog. Oh I yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I, I had to stop watching the movie. I was, I'll come back to this later. I was like, I can't. Like, you yeah. can't. Like, 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 you've already killed all of humanity. Just like, let the fucking dog live, man. Like, come on. Like, enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, we were talking about themes. I, I really liked. I think the relatable too was. The boss, because it was that quintessential boss. I was like, I can't believe you've been doing this. And it goes, 
oh, it's actually successful. And he's like, oh, wait a minute, successful? Oh, wait, oh, well, that's a great idea now. And, and he was a fucking idiot. He knew nothing. Right, but that's relatable. Exactly. Because how many of us have a boss, you know, we work our little cute little nine to five and we just do our thing and the boss is like, oh, why'd you do this? And you're like, oh, I just thought it'd work better. And they're like, well, don't do it. And then two days later, someone high up says, oh, whoever started this is great. And then you know it was you. Yep. And then they go, hey guys, we're implementing this new thing. And you're like, oh, fuck me, right? Yeah, you work and with then these they, bosses that don't know shit. Right. But again, he doesn't know anything. And because he didn't know anything, he rushed it. And because they want, again, because all the other characters, like her and her two lackey friends yep. wanted money they were like we probably shouldn't but whatever fuck it you know what i mean and he took all the credit for it and all this stuff and i was like that was also re- a, a related for me as no, well, 100%, no we've, we've all had those bosses i've had bosses like that where it's like you 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 tell them one thing and they're just like fuck yourself you know i'm gonna do what i want you know because i'm the boss and i know best and then it turns out they don't right it, every time especially every like time. in my line of work it's like hey do you think we could have an extra nurse on the floor? Ah, oh, absolutely not. Two patients die because we don't have staffing. They go, you know what, guys? We're going to give an extra nurse. And it's like, oh, isn't that novel? Yeah, what a fucking Look at good that. idea. It only took people dying for you to be like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you, oh, the extra nurse that we've been asking about for a year? Yeah. Now we have one. It took someone fucking dying. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um. So then the third act of the movie, right? So you have the... The good, the best part of the movie, all the exposition, the character building. Yes. The second act is the gore and the, and the kills. And then the third act is where what I've been waiting for the entire movie. The over-the-top, the camp. Like, oh, yeah. The third act is when it really – that's when you get the dance, right? And that's – I still don't get why she was dancing right before she killed him. I think it was meant as like a distraction or something. See, I interpreted it as, well, I mean, A, the visuals of it are clearly meant to be creepy. Like, it, it right, because the again, again the, the slightly bigger head, the dead right. face doing this like wackadoodle dance. But I interpreted it as that's when, that's like the Skynet moment, right? That's like when she becomes mm-hmm. a little bit more, because it, that when he when she, she did the dance, Right before she killed the boss. Right. And the boss, the when you freaking, go back and, uh, paper cutter, yeah. Right? When you go back and think about it, the boss is the first kill that she really had no reason to do. Right. It wasn't like other he was that, threatening Right. Her. Other than the like fact he, that yeah. she enjoyed it. So this is like oh, the Skynet right. moment, I think. Right? Yeah. Like, so now she's getting into it. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill everybody. This is great. Right? right. Like, that's, that's how I Because the dance also it. is very reminiscent of, like, you know, the TikTok dances all the kids Ugh. are doing. Which I'm Yuck. like, her and Katie were probably watching or something. Right. You know? But yeah. But she just, learned. She's an AI. Yeah. And yeah. it was, a, but I love the line of, she's like, Megan, turn off. She's like, I thought we were having a discussion. Dude. That's not going to happen. And then you're like, oh, Megan ain't fucking around yeah. with her. <laughs> all right. You're like, you're fucked now. Yeah. Oh God! And then it was like the so the 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 quintessential moment of the movie for me was because you saw it coming a mile away, right? Yeah, when, yeah. The, from the beginning, the whatever oh, the Bruce, Bill, Bruce, Bruce, yeah, Bruce, yeah. Bill or Bruce, yeah, like when the when she when she shows up and she's got the gloves on, and I'm like, yes, it was very like, robot it, fight. It was, it was like very like Ready Player One. Dude, so uh, what was the uh, one with uh, Hugh Jackman? Real Steel. Real Steel. Yeah, yeah, that's what that it reminded yeah. me of, like that. Like the the moment the moment you saw that robot in like the, the first like 15 minutes, of you're the movie, like, I, 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 I we're knew not we were done gonna get a giant this robot one. fight. Yeah, we knew we were gonna get a giant robot fight, and it was. But he fucked her up, and I'm like Megan 2.0, and I was like, she really got fucked up at the end there. It was but so satisfying. But, but similar to what they'll probably do, like they did with Avatar, it's like, oh. There's a memory chip somewhere, and we can just shove it into another Mega model. Well, that's what happened. Well, that was what they hinted at at the end, right? The, yeah. the AI that she already had in her house, that, like ran her house. It was like a you know Ultron Jarvis thing where he yeah. took, she clearly took over that little fucking AI, which was a cool little like 
Yeah, I, walk, oh. I walked out the first thing I said to Melissa was leaving. I was like, there better be a fucking sequel. <laughs> like, yeah, and then obviously, like, it made money. And I, I was looking up um, Megan Diavoino. It's going to be, like, the same writer, which is good. And it's funny, when you look at the team on it, like, the director, like, is... I don't want to say he's nobody. It's rude. But uh, Gerard Johnstone. Oh, I never really heard of him. I literally looked at him. His film, he did a film in 2014 called Housebound. Megan is his second film that he's ever directed. Really? And then he's done three television shows. One called The Jackie Brown Diaries, 14 episodes. In 2008, he did something called Terry Teo. Um, that's six episodes. That's even a Wikipedia article. And then something in 2018 called The New Legends of Monkey. And that's <laughs> it. The guy has... Five directorial, they and none of them obviously like made, yeah, like you know, smaller, I guess, India and more. Well, I mean, India. listen, if he keeps, I mean, listen, this this movie, I, I haven't looked at, I looked at it now, but in terms of Rotten Tomatoes fantasy league scoring stats, mm-hmm. this movie scored over a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm yeah. not sure where it's at right now, but it was mm-hmm. like very well received. Oh yeah, and then the writing too, um, which I mean, it all makes sense now. So, um, what's this? Uh, um, Akila Cooper, um. Oh, it's a she. So a woman was writing it. Yep. I could see that the films they've done, um, Megan 2.0, The Nun 2, which is coming out, which I love horror, yep. Megan, they did Hellfest back in 2018. That was like the slasher movie, movie where they went to like they went to like a carnival and they start killing yes! people. Yes. And one of my sleeper hits, they wrote Malignant. I don't know if you saw it. I've heard of it. I never saw oh it. Oh my God, Malignant was so campy and good. Oh my God, we have to get that. Was, right, it was one of my favorites. And so I was like, okay, they get it. And then when you look at the television credits, Tron Uprising, Grimm, Witches of East and the 100, American Horror Story, Luke Cage, Avengers Assemble, Jupiter oh, wow. Legacy, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It's a lot of like, great. Yeah, it's good yeah stuff. but I'm saying good stuff. Yeah, it's like, good so stuff. and I'm so excited. Like for the the writing and the directing team to come yeah. back and seeing that like because let's be honest like the the budget on this was probably like the budget on this was only twelve million. Really? Yes. They accomplished a lot with twelve million. Exactly. That, that was because Megan was all mocap. It was an actual actress, you know, like it was an actress in a, a mask, and, and, right? And, a mask. Yeah, and was, so them saying that, interesting. And so and then obviously the returns on investment is I mean right, it's made yeah. it's made uh one uh, hundred thirty two million yeah. as of right now and it's only a month been a month out Amazing. and so. Like I'm interested to see like same team, so they're they you're in the world, and now obviously they're gonna get way more than twelve million. Like what this can go to, and it's like the only thing I think they have to be careful of is not to go and start barring story elements that Chucky uh, and the Child's Play movies haven't already touched, and unfortunately they've kind of. You know, because I was like, oh, they do an army. I'm like, well, that was the whole Chucky season two was right. them amassing an army. Like, so the thing is that's they the need one, to be careful with it, yeah, right? Where it's sure. like, oh, like we've seen this storyline before. Like, you know, whereas Chucky was a little more supernatural, this was yep. more tech. So I think they'll be okay. But I'm I'm interested to see now, like where they go. I think they go. I think I think what we what would make it different enough from Chucky um, would be simply it's an adult body in the next in the next one. Don't make it a uh, child anymore. It's, it's an adult body. Right? But then, but then, it's just gonna be fucking fap material for every <laughs> fucking like. I don't know what they call those guys, but like, you know, like you know the guys that buy the body pillows with yeah. like the anime chick on it, and then like 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 it's like, like what's the robot version of a furry? Like, are, yeah, <laughs> or no, but like are people that like buy like the actual like sex? Mom, stop listening. Um, people who like buy the silicone oh, sex like the real dolls, ones, yeah, and like they're. That's that's what it's gonna turn yeah. into. 
Like maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why it was creepy to begin with because she looked like a sex doll. I guess that's like why. Like with the well, you know what? It, it was you know, like, like well, I mean, if you just took the head, she didn't. She looked like a woman, right? Um. So yeah, that yeah, but yeah, that, that, that rubbery face, like ugh. yeah, God. Um, but yeah, good movie. I'm excited to yeah. see. Um, and then even to see like where uh, where else it can go like what's like are they gonna do merch or like a like a TV spinoff or you know what I mean or a little yeah. something like a like I could see this like little web series like I could see like a lot of different things where it could Dude, go. You, you could go all the you could go all the way Terminator with this you could like tell a future story where the Megan AI has become like Skynet and taken yeah. over the world right, right. Like, or is there <laughs> is there gonna be like a mark and then the A looks like a four and that's like the male <laughs> version like M four or <laughs> Like, that's and, a great and idea. So it's instead of the Megan, it's yes. the Mark, and it's like a little Dude. boy, like you know. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> oh, and then it's like Alien versus Predator, Megan versus Mark, bro. I'm writing the shit right Battle now. Battle of the sexes, right? Let's and now go. it's the two like that, and so they do the Megan, Megan two, Mark, and then Megan versus Mark, and it's just two little ass fucking robot kids, like fuck you. Uh, 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 and then you and, then, and <laughs> then they and then they go bright, and then they go seed of Chucky style. They get together in the end and have a robot baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god i hope you're listening whatever studio made that movie because we just gave you your idea for the next I four know, movies right. oh god all right let's let's talk about uh oh it's bloom house let's talk about a movie that uh will not have a sequel um uh, no yeah yeah not, not at least not with the same i, I guess it could but uh i mean all, they, i could think i could see them doing like prequel that would be interesting right we like a burger, who else has burger cook. Who, like who or no like well who was like Who's done this before? Yeah, you know what I mean. I would like to see. Well, I mean, so we're, we're talking about the menu, um, yes. by the way. Uh, which this, so you want to talk about odd? Did not know what to expect, right? Because like, the trailers made it very much like they they downplayed the weirdness of it. Yeah, and they almost made it almost like very like murder mystery of like, oh, like there's more going on at this meal. And like when you want, I rewatched the trailer recently before I came here. Just and it almost it. Um, I forget almost like um, like an, and then there were none uh, like the actor, right yep. where like they were all invited to the island and then like you realize in and then there were none like they all had like they all did bad things and that's why and they start getting picked off yeah like that's what the menu made it sound like oh they're all and then you realize like and then you get there and you're like oh it's actually more like comp like very black comedy right the trailer did not make that no well because yeah. then all of a sudden like I mean the yeah. Just when people when, when the guy blows his brains out, that's when you're just like, whoa! Like, did not see right. that because up to that point, it's already like, oh, he's like tortured artist. Like, it's all about the art of food yeah. for me. And you're like, all right. And I thought the twist was gonna be right because like you know they they start with um with Anya Taylor Joy's character who right? I and loved. It, she was great in this movie. I and mean, I, I honestly don't think I've seen a movie that I didn't like really yeah. personally. But yeah, I thought the twist was gonna be something like you know where it, like that. It seemed like they were sticking with the you know we're gonna ruin these people's lives because right. they're all shitheads, right? But I thought the twist was gonna be like. She was somehow related to Ray Fiend's character, right? Oh, okay. Or like the Nicholas Holt character, who they they he was like the one of the implied main characters at the beginning. I thought he was gonna be like in on it from the beginning too, you know, or like he was going to be like you know, like when they gave him the the chef's coat, right? I thought one of the twists was gonna be like he's also like oh, he was in on it the whole chef, yeah. yeah, right? Like, but none of that happened, and it really was just. Ray Fiends is a fucking cult leader, basically, and he somehow convinced these like thirty other people to 
join his chef cult. Right, and like, hey, listen, we're going to like murder people. Yeah. And everyone's just going to be fine with it. Yeah, and it wasn't even like, you know, at first I thought it was like, because it was weird because, you know, the, the food critic, right, that little like British bitch or whatever. Oh, with her, with her like assistant that just agreed to everything she right. said. And like, I thought they were going to do something where it was like, she like like his ven like he had a vendetta like a personal vendetta against everybody there right because he had a vendetta against her but then she was the only one everybody else was just a terrible person right and well and like he said like you guys were all invited because you are the type of people that have made me lose interest in my craft right and then again it was like a separate thing with her because like the three guys at the table like they're like oh you're just like money laundering yeah yeah. And then and then I thought it was maybe going to be some sort of like weird, you know, like Punisher vibe, right? Where he like he's punishing these all these guilty assholes. Right. But then he still killed himself and his entire staff. I'm like, what? This guy is really fucking crazy. Like could just completely off his rocker. <laughs> yeah, it was I would say definitely an original concept which we don't see oh, yeah. like everything's always like a remake, a sequel, a yep. reboot, like based off a book or, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Um, so I really liked the originalness of it. And I kind of like that. Originality. It, it, yeah. But I also like that it was, oh, I did say originalness, didn't I? <laughs> Listen, I went to Neptune High School. All right. Not that I have a, not that I have a master's degree or anything. Um, <laughs> In nursing, not yeah, English. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also liked that it was like, listen, it's wacky, and we're just owning it, and we're like lean, but like leaning into it. Not like once you realize it was like a black comedy, you're like, and then they were like, we're just gonna go, they like, keep on that pedal. The best scene of the movie. So on that note, the best scene of the movie for me that had me actually like laughing out loud was when they were doing the the hunt, right? When they they let them run out, run around the island, right? And the, and the staff was hunting them down. Right, just, just to the, recapture them just for fun. Right, like, and the, the one guy that was hiding in the chicken coop, right? And then <laughs> you don't see the guy, he's off screen. He reaches his hand through the chicken coop door and he's like, he's like, as a special congratulations for being the last one to be caught, here's this, like, it was like some scotch egg. And they did the whole thing where they show you what the dish was. Yeah. And he takes it, like begrudgingly takes it takes a bite and he's like oh that's good like that, that whole scene was like like you they, you've already established that you're going to die tonight you've just been hunted on this island you're hiding in a chicken coop and here's and the he goes, he goes, here's a here's a reward for being the last one and he goes oh that's still really good food like it was just it had me fucking dying it was so genius yeah and uh and it's funny because uh like i don't follow nicholas holt's career like hard but i feel like he usually plays like nicer good guy characters yeah. he was the good guy zombie in that movie uh whatever uh, that was warm called. bodies yeah that movie was great um and but it's i liked that he was like you think he's like kind of just like a goofy guy and then you know like when they first started he's like no the mouth feeling she's like don't ever say that word and you're like oh he's just like a nerd yeah like he's just like fan girl nerd yeah and then you realize like oh homegirl anya is a prostitute because the girl he's come up with like broke up with him and he knew they were going to die. And he's like, well, she's prostitute. Yeah, no, he's, he was like a full-on like sociopath in that movie. Because like, yeah, like you said, you knew he knew that they were going to die. Because they established that he had been talking with the chef beforehand. Right? Like, he knew and the fact that he was like happy about also ending his life. Yeah, because you knew, you knew like when it – so it was bad enough, right, like when – I mean he, he was a fascinating character. Because right? the one guy – the one sous chef when he blows his brains out, right, and that's like the, the, the chorus, right? Right. 
and everybody else is freaking out, trying to figure out is this real? He's, he's like, he's clapping, he's still eating his food. He's he's like, this is, this so is good. great. Like, he's so, he's so obsessed with food that he just doesn't see anything else. He has no care about right. anything else but the food. And that's why he was chosen because this because uh, Ralph Fiennes' character was like. Like that's not what it's about. Like you, you care more about the celebrity of my right. chef than like I could probably serve you dog shit on the plate, and you'd be like, you know what? It yeah, wasn't bad, you know. Yeah, and it was like you know, and I, I love when he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, don't smoke; it'll ruin your palate, right? Like it was all <laughs> that stuff. Like he was my fa- the other the other best part of me is when he gets the chance to like cook. At first, I'm, oh. like, I was like literally like biting my nails because I'm like, is he actually going to be a good cook? again? Because you're like you're thinking like this can go like. Four different ways. Like right. he could impress him and invisible. But if he impresses him, is that gonna make Does rock? he flip does he flip sides? Does he go to the dark side? Right. right? Or like does he like kinda or does he like is he a good cook? And you're like, well he's like a foodie, so he should know. And he later put like some like dumbass steak and leek or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was like, he goes he goes he goes he goes, he goes uh, I need uh shallots and then he asked for leeks and like Ray Rayfiend's commentary in that whole scene is great because he's like he's like Oh, shallots and leeks, two completely different flavor profiles. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at this interesting technique of chopping onions. <laughs> and he's just like hacking he's at hacking it. hacking it away. And then the way, and then and then they even go through the whole scene of showing it's like, this course, whatever the character's name was, like some random bullshit, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, it was like Tyler. Tyler's shitty course. <laughs> and then like the, like the slow pan, like that chopped has, like yeah. to like show you all the details. It was like, under, it was like undercooked lamb and like poorly chopped. Like, it was and then so he just like, great. he's like, go kill yourself and he's like work and then, all right and then you don't see it you see it later you see it like later on when she opens the door and he's just he's hung himself like you really? don't even see his face you just see his feet dangling you're like yo the movie the movie hit so many peaks and valleys in terms of its tone because at some point you're like it's funny it's serious it's gory it's hard it's, it's all over Ex- the map exactly but somehow it works I, I don't know why, because even like the one course, like right before they released them, and he was like, Oh, this course is inspired there because he's like, Because I tried to sleep with her, yeah. and she rejected my advances. And I pretty much almost alluding to that, he like almost tried to rape her, and right? she like fought back. And now he's like, No, it's a course, go ahead and stab me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, What the fuck is going like, on? Because, like, like, you don't really like, you know, there's so, like, let's be real, there's like, there's barely any character development here right it's almost like a one act play right like you right. don't really you kind of learn people. you learn about them a little bit right like through the things where you're like oh the three like financial guys like ah oh, they're but kinda, it leaves you yeah. with so many questions too because it's like at what point so like, yeah so like so the financial guys are a great example right he's got like the financial records of them money laundering on the goddamn tortilla like, like what does he have like an in in the cia like how does he get this information right right like, exactly who is he working and with then, and then he like has their boss and then kills their boss. Right. Like who? Like what kind of connections does he have? And the, even with the fake Coast Guard guy, like with the boat. That the was Coast my Guard, fucking like... fate. I'm so glad you mentioned that because they made it a big thing, like where she killed like the sous chef Hong Chao. Yeah. Like, I, I love how Hong Chao is in like every movie right yeah. now. I saw the menu when I also saw the whale. Oh, so nice. like she's in both movies and two obviously very different characters, which I love. And we love. I gotta range. watch the whale. We love range. Yeah. And then so then they make this big thing of like she finds you know the the secret room and calls the code. It's like this big thing, and he comes in. And he's like, "Please help us!" And it like fucking does the gun, and it's a lighter, and he's so like, good. And he's like, "Sue Chef John, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. good job!" And I just was like, "Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me?" I was like, "I love this." <laughs> the whole thing was amazing, and then like the for me the the way that the way that she gets away 
was oh, so good. brilliant. And that again, so there, there have been so many twists in this movie. The last twist I was expecting was that, like, again, that she was in on it. Like, because when she, when she sat down and ate the burger, you know, on the boat, kind of like smugly watching the whole thing burned, like, I kind of thought in the back of my head, like, are they, do they, is, is this like a Mr. Pink moment? Like, do they want to make you think, like, that she actually was in on part of it the whole way? You know, because, like, she seems to get away relatively easy. All she does is, like, psych him out by asking for a to-go box, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but I think, I mean, I how I viewed it, I think she was, I think because she didn't know who the fuck this guy was, she didn't give a fuck, and she was, like, not, like, a bad, you know, like the, uh, you know, uh, John Leguizamo. He just cared about that his assistant was leaving. He wasn't paying attention to the courses. Right. You know, the other, um, like, the old couple that Anya apparently, like, blew the fucking old guy. Like, he <laughs> cared more about her being there and didn't give a shit about anything else. You know, yeah. the financial guys were like, oh, my God, we're about to be, you know, the food critic was like, oh, my God, I've been here before. It's great. Like, but, like, I feel like she was the only one that paid attention. Right. And how I viewed it was, like, paying attention because she's like, oh, he hates all these people because they he lost his love of cooking because of this. And then she sees the picture of him happy right. holding the burger. And she, I feel like how I viewed it was, like, she was just throwing dice against the wall and seeing what would happen because she's like, well, he seems happy, and he said he hates it. And he's like, well, what if I ask him? Like, I got yeah, nothing to lose. Exactly, you know? and, that, and that's kind of how I viewed it too. And like the the one thing I I almost kind of wanted right was like, I wanted it to be like once that scene happened where she kind of psyched him out by making him like re-experience his love of cooking, right? And yes. Like get the burger and whatever. That's like a damn good burger, by the way. Um, mm. I, I I was I it kind of made me want to go back to the beginning of the movie, and I wanted them to almost kind of change it, where as opposed to having him being so dead set on killing himself and everybody there. Mm. I almost thought it would have been cool if it almost was like a game where like, you know, oh, there like is you, a way yeah. for you to escape, but like you've got to figure out what the fuck is wrong with all of you people. Cause like you just said, like everybody was so self-absorbed in their own little right. thing. Well, it's like, it's, they it's, it's like attention. the Willy Wonka thing. Like, right. Charlie was the only one that wasn't an asshole. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then he wins. And so same thing with her. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, and, and don't get me wrong. I love the way they ended it with like all the fucking, you know, I did you know. want like a uh, more of like, I get it. Like I kind of like that they upended it. Cause I'm sitting there. I was like, I wanted like a, like a big, kind of, I guess, climactic ending, and I didn't get that, but yeah. I think that was kind of the point. Like, yeah. I wanted a back and forth between them, but it really was just her, again, like, beating him at his own game. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it ended quietly, which I wasn't anticipating with, because with everything that had happened prior right. to that. Um, but it... Her it, eating the burger on the boat just nonchalantly. As, like, like, that, like, the thing is on fire. That was, like, a perfect ending for me, because she just kind of, she was kind of like, huh, you know, like... <laughs> Also, like, yeah, that was odd, too, when they were doing the final course, like, and they were putting the marshmallow things on. I'm like, no one was like, I'm, I'm just going to go. Like, did I, like, because no one really gave, like, a fight. Well, that, see, and that, that I think is part of the theme of the of the movie is that he, throughout the course of the movie, all of these people, once they get past their initial, like, begging of don't kill me, they've all, the throughout the course of the it. movie, they all, yeah, they all come to realize yeah, uh, we're all fucking horrible people, and like, yeah, I guess we probably deserve this. Like, you know, with the exception, I guess, of like the the assistant. Like, I'm not really sure what he did to deserve it, but like everybody else, pretty much fucking deserved. Of oh, the was, food critic, yeah, the, the assistant. Well, of the food well, critic. well, because I think he had a line. He's like, "You've allowed her just to be completely horrible." Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And he was, literally yeah. destroy people's lives because she wants to be mean. Yeah, which which I I mean that was one of the that was a little like 
I, I feel like the people that wrote this movie there's like a little subtle dig at, at certain food critics, right? Because you know it's like they're, you know, it's one the, thing to be yeah. a food critic, but it's another thing to like be like these well, are people's like, lives. I don't right? know why, but I've been watching a lot of like um, X Factor and like old American Idol auditions. Yeah, because Simon Cowell's fucking hilarious. But again, Simon Cowell was mean. Just for, like, let's be the honest. Sake of being mean. Because, yeah. like, instead of just being like, oh, I'm sorry, it's just really not up to our standards, goodbye, he'd be like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And my ears are bleeding. Yeah, like, it's called I, constructive criticism, bro. Right, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but I get it because, again, that, but that was the show. You know what I right. mean? So, he like, and same thing with certain food critics and saying, saying, like, it really wasn't for me being like, don't go here. Right. Literally boycott this restaurant. And then people, like, losing their business because. They wanted they they couldn't exactly because like nice, nobody's yeah. setting out to do a, a horrible business right like everybody everybody's setting out with a dream to like you know exactly. be you know succeed and whatnot but yeah I felt the same way um, and I thought like the movie like I said I I, didn't, I actually didn't even watch a trailer for this movie so I, I, I feel like that's went the in, smartest yeah way. I kind of went in with no expectations just knowing oh it's a movie about food I fucking love food let's watch it you know <laughs> like like let's go so and I, and that I was, is a restaurant you almost will not be trying no definitely not <laughs> not if they're yeah. No, no, thank you. But I would, I would love to. You know, I would listen. If I had the money one day, I would pay for a fucking bougie ass experience. Like putting on a fucking boat in this special, you know, like however much money it costs. Right, so I, yeah, I'd, call it, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd pay for that fucking experience. Now I would We're, make sure that I vetted to make sure it's not run by a goddamn cult leader psychopath. Yeah, exactly. I would try it and out. And you get more than like two dollops on a plate. Like some of those, because like I, I, I watch a lot of cooking shows, and I looked it up, and like Dominique Crenn, who's like a very famous yeah. chef, actually helped on the film for like the look of the dishes. Which yeah. I thought was kind of cool, but like some of the dishes, I'm like, this is it. Yeah, I like the where the fuck's the food. And you know what? Like me personally, like I don't mind. <laughs> but I kind of yeah, like the, br- the breadless course, right? Yeah, but I like that it was like poking fun at like you know, like fine yeah. dining. Yeah, no, because I mean, like I mean, that's you know, that's a lot of the absurdity of fine dining is that like it's become like it's it's become almost more scientific than it is like like you you miss the experience sometimes when it comes to fine dining that's too fine dining, right? Because it's like it's like yeah, like you know. If I'm going to have just one bite of food for a course, it better be, A, the most delicious bite of food I've ever had, and there better be 17 courses with this meal. Like, I need right. to actually be full when I'm done because I'm going to pay all this money. Like, you know, I know what I I mean, even though they died, they did not die with full bellies. No. Because you look and you look at all they the courses they had. I'm like, they're like yeah. the no bread course that was my favorite that was like the just the sides no bread like yeah. that was the fucking and everyone's best. just like am I just supposed to eat it like with a spoon yeah and then like the food critics like oh, it's inspired and it's like bitch you have no clue yeah, what the like, fuck the you're fuck talking up. about it, it, looked, it looked like a painter's palette that's what it looked like all the color you know the yeah. thumb in it oh god but um yeah so two two really awesome movies uh Go see them if you have not go, but you know they're not in theaters. Like stream. I think Megan's. I think Megan might still be in theaters. Uh, the menu is definitely on HBO Max. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Um, uh, next episode we're gonna talk. Uh, we just got a lot of like other like trailers, Tid- tidbits. yeah, tidbits, things to talk about just in the world. I mean, before you know it, uh, Quantumania is gonna be here. Quantumania and Shazam. That's right. Shazam. They're coming without yeah, within like two within weeks two of weeks. each other. <laughs> I'm very excited about it, but uh. This was a great episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Matt. I'm Will. Bye-bye. See ya.